welcome to the Better Future podcast series brought to you by Driven by Design Award Programs. I'm Mark Bergen, the founder of Driven by Design, and joining me is... Kirsten Mann. I'm Global VP of Product Experience for Oracle's Construction and Engineering Global Business Unit. This podcast series is a special series where we focus on design in the boardroom. It's a series of infield recordings and live panels with design giants from around the world, and we discuss how boards are leveraging design to accelerate economic outcomes. In other words, how is design being managed up, down, and across the organisation? In this episode, Mark talks with Eddie O'Pera. They explore how courageous clients are seeking deep insights into how they accelerate their customer-centric experiences, starting in the brand and moving through the entire experience stack. I'm here at Pentagram speaking to Eddie O'Para. Hi, Eddie. Hi, Mark. How are you? I'm fantastic. Eddie, we're in your new office here, which is a, a, a new era for, for the organisation. But um, I want to have a bit of a chat with you about an- another type of new era at Pentagram, which is I've seen partners that have come in in the last five, seven years who have um, brought, a, brought a very new Pentagram into the marketplace. A lot more digital focus, a lot more database, uh, data projects, and there's a, there's a freshness which can often be a problem when you've had such superstars mm who have been there for such a long time and you're one of you're one of that new breed yes i am even though i've been here for um going on uh nine years um i am still new i think it was uh pointed out to me by paula paula share um that uh you really get into pentagram and and the nuance of pentagram within seven years so I've done my apprenticeship, and I'm now now I'm you know uh, I'm, I'm two years um, after, and I'm like I think I, I see what she's talking about, um, and yes, the, the, there is a, a different a, appeal about the uh, about the company at this uh, at this moment in time, which is fantastic. Um, um, the, you know the like as you know the likes of the, uh, you know myself and Natasha Jen. Uh, Emily Oberman, Marina Willer coming into uh, the company um, in the last sort of uh, eight to nine years has been incredible um, and uh, it's incredible success there as well. But now we have um, um, Jody and Luke Hudson-Powell um, that are in the London office. We have um, Astrid Stavro. Um, that has uh, come into London, y- Yuri Suzuki, and not to forget uh, Naresh Rajandani. And they are all um, incredibly different from one another. And that's the, the onus of, of Pentagram. But um, you, it's, it's for today's society and for the future. Um, you know, uh, and that sense of diversity, not only through uh, gender and race, um, that has come through um, and uh, is incredibly important. But the the principles in which they stand as well uh, um, in regards to their, their, their own work is uh, is outstanding. For instance, with Yuri uh, being a sound designer, he just um, had given a lecture here at the uh, New York office. It's absolutely fantastic. He's coming at everything in an entirely different way than I even I, I'd expect uh, a designer to. 
And it's incredibly encouraging for the future. And, you know, clients are gravitating to it. And, you know, we're, we're going to visit a couple of times uh, talking about Pentagram in, in music industry terms and also uh, in legal practice terms. But if we go, we go to the music industry side, it's a bit like your Def Jam records and it's like a, just a, you could run your own music festival because there's such depth in, in the partners that are here. But then... Because you're partners, it's not that you're going to disappear and you also run these individual cells of, of people. This is, this is a relatively unique beast. It is. It's, a, it's unique, but it's 47 years old. Uniquely young at 47. So in the last couple of years, we've seen a bunch of other people who have very good experience in talking to boards, have gone and acquired lots of your contemporaries that would have been in the marketplace, but I want to focus in because there's a there's a different different way that Pentagram has gone and interfaced with boards in in the past, and it's a much flatter and agile a more agile structure by the, by, by my understanding of it, and uh, and I'm wondering if you can give us uh, some insights of what it means when you're starting to go and talk to a board. You know, do you take in a busload of people or is it a carload of people from Pentagram that go in? Well. Um Normally, when we um, are interviewing for a project, uh, the partner is pretty much the only person that goes to that particular meeting. Okay, it's a cab load of people. <laughs> yes. um, it, it can be an associate partner coming with us. Um, and um, the, the funny thing is uh, when we get requests from uh, potential clients to see the, the team, we're not, we're not scared that we can't show our team we're just trying to fundamentally understand, are we going to be talking to, is, is that team member going to be talking to you on a day-to-day -day basis? And no, they're not. They're not going to be talking to that particular person. So why should that person actually go to that meeting? They should be talking to the person who's um, um, the equivalent of them, who's not in the meeting at that client. So that doesn't make sense to us. And that's the reason why the likes of myself would go to that meeting because I'm going to be talking to every single one of them, no matter what. Yeah, and I suppose something I've always tried to go and imagine in, in business is that there's there's cats and there's dogs and they're totally different cultures. And I know when I was running my digital studio that I was the different type of beast, whether I was a cat or a dog, I don't know, but Lots of people were doing it one way. We were doing it quite a different way. And it was very much sort of like Pentagram where it was very flat. There was this fidelity where the person who was going to celebrate the upside or feel the downside in both organisations were talking together. That doesn't happen with most companies. It, it, for some, it's surprising to, you know, to hear that. Um, it should um, more so. Um, there's, a, there's, a, there's a very much a, a comfort zone. Uh, that one has. If you're a leader um, of a studio, a design company, one should primarily understand the premise of what everybody does. And, um, and that's not just stating it from your side of the, of the fence, but also on their side of the fence. Um, I often state this very, very clearly that um, I'm not here, I'm not just here to um, uh, sell you this job and then disappear like you could say others I am a designer I will be on this job 
day in, day out, um, working with you, for you. I will potentially be sketching and coming up with concepts as well, uh, even sometimes the end result, which actually does happen. Because I want to be um, not only seen as um, a, a, a design lead, but also a design producer and cre and creator. And so I go back to the music industry. There, you know, it's we don't find out that that uh, that Bono and the Edge actually have a team of twenty people who actually write the songs for them. They just turn up on stage and play the music that was made by somebody else. They, it's actually crafted by them. And 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 there's something really really interesting about having the person who's gone through that expedition of, I was there at the first meeting, I was there at the brief, I was there when we discovered that what we were briefed was not the dimensions that what was needed. I was there when we actually found the, those deep researched insights and we began to work out how we go and, and come up with a solution. We went through the production, we went through the delivery, we went through the maturity of it. There's there's a consistency there. And and that's one of the things that I that to me resonates with the team here at Pentagram. Yeah, we're very robust in that particular regard. Even down to the aspects of the the schedules, timings, um, cost analysis, uh, breakdown of certain aspects of research, working with the strategists, writing with the strategists. Uh, coming up with the particular values with them, uh, interconnecting with the, your associates and the, and the visual form. Sometimes they, they may feel, you know, Eddie, um, I'm doing it this way. What about another option? I'm like, yeah, you know what? Can I add an option to that? And I'll bring in my option. Here's my design. Let's put it back in. Let's talk about it. And I want to be part of that team. I, you know, I went to, I went to university for that particular reason, why can't I be that until the day I die? And it's the same thing with uh, with all the, the the design partners here as well. Is the corporatization of design and uh, and that big horsepower for the management firms uh, have they become the empire and you're the rebels? I would say they are going to become the empire. Um, whether we're the rebels. Um, I would say that I have gone out on stage and talked about this particular situation, this issue, um, where they have become, or becoming um, quite large, they are acquiring a, a, a lot of different design firms, putting them together as one, uh, trying to make sense of that. They have the ear already of the executives um, in regards to their managed consultancy. So they're, they're being listened to already. So they've done that work. They believe that there is a, a, a design centricity within every single business. So there's, there's the fruit of that particular labor. And what's occurring is that um, they're coming in through the aspects of consultancy, through the aspects of design thinking, through the aspects of strategy. But then there's a disconnect. There's a disconnect to the end results. And the end result, as in, let's put it this way, um, I would say visual brand um, uh, assets and other um, brand 360 elements are, are broken uh, in two. And um, 
I find that to be quite uh, distressing. They're coming at it from one point of view, and then you have um, this whole idea that um, they potentially are thinking, you know what, we can do everything, and they can't because there is this um, this man-made dichotomy that's occurring between strategy and visual outcomes, and um, they don't know how to sew those items together. So what's really interesting from the demand side of design, from the board, they've got alternate propositions and they get to choose. And that's a magic moment. You know, there's people who have decided to put Motorola CPUs in, in their machines and people who decided to put Intel and some people who put ARM and they did it for various strategic reasons and they came out with different, different results because of them. And that gives us diversity. And so, so rather than winding up with everyone having the same playbook, you've got a, a playbook which you've been, as, a, as an organisation, have been using for a long time. It more is this new playbook that's coming through might actually not have some of the uh, fidelity and diversity. But they do have a, a thing that maybe isn't your stock and trade, which is they can send a 1,000 consultants out to go sort out a company. So I suppose it depends on what what the organisation needs. If they need stormtroopers to go out and actually put design in every corner of the empire, maybe not Pentagram. No, that's true. Uh, you, know, you know the term too many cooks, right? So um, when it comes down to the aspects of design, um, I believe that to be the case. And I feel as though, and you put it uh, quite eloquently in regards to are we the rebels, and, uh, to a certain degree, yes, I, I think we are uh, the rebels. Um, we've had a, um, a method of working for uh, extremely long amount of, of, of time uh, in, in these particular areas. Why is it that um, these large corporations are still come to us for these end results because they've actually gone to uh, the the likes of these managed consultancy companies previously and said okay you're really fantastic at this uh you're fantastic at this but you you're really fragmented in this particular case we need to go to somebody that really gets it that really can uh, uh connect that bridge between you and them um and um and we are that type of company um i look at it from the point of view of this um Strategy um, is the key word of now. Um, if a company believes that they don't have a particular strategic position and uh, understand that, um, they feel lost. So when I go into these meetings sometimes, they say, so do you guys do strategy? Does Pentagram do strategy? Because we don't see that anywhere on your site. And we're like, well, how do you think we got to the outcome? Um, of course we do. You know, I'm not saying it was in a facetious manner. Of course we do, and I know we break that down for them. But what I'm finding is that on the other side of the spectrum, that um, the companies are calling them strategists and are, are slowly seeping into what we do on the day to day, cannot achieve what we do on the day to day. There's, it's broken. The bridge is broken, or maybe the bridge was not there in the first place for them. And so. Um, what needs to actually occur for us to work together with these the, the, the types of companies that we're talking about is that the pen, pentagram needs to have a, a, a good seat at the table. We are 
visual strategists in this particular regard. Um, we are going to mend that, um, uh, that bridge. We are visual experience strategists. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you put that in there because what if I went back to the, the first 37 years of Pentagram, I'd say visual. But what I've noticed that, that you've brought in, what Luke's brought in has been I'm, I'm seeing a lot more experience, it, it, even Emily's work that she did with uh, Wings. So there's a lot more experience that's, it, that's in there with the visual side. And, and that, that's a natural progression. It's a natural progression of, of what, what uh, is needed today. And, uh, and rem remembering that we're not just only graphic designers here, we're also, um, you know, um, architects, product designers, writers, um, coders, and we're, we all teach. And teaching is a very key point of view as well like that we can actually utilize because it allows us to be great stewards to the, these particular companies that they can actually learn of us and rift off us. We can also um, help them build their internal brand groups if they let us. So I was thinking about the strategy thing. I don't know many bakers that describe that they need bread. They're just bakers. It, there's some things that are implicit. But then... I suppose if you were a baking a, a baking shop and you had a large franchise outlet and you had to create market differentiation, you'd get a creative director in and they'd say, why don't we actually tell people we need the bread for five minutes longer than anyone else? And then we'll make that the, the differentiation. We'll put some weight behind it and then what people want to have is bread which is needed for five minutes longer. And... That's the great thing about markets. People have different positioning. They have different conversations. So I want to dig in a little bit actually into the process with the boardroom. Yes, yeah. yes absolutely. We know that there's there's been a big shift and I've got a nice little you know buzz phrase that I've got, which is now the, the cost to convince people, marketing, advertising, is now greater than the cost to serve them, which is design. What's interesting is that the board used to know that there was just a simple equation. You went and you spent so much on marketing and advertising, you got so many sales. We, those metrics are a lot harder when it comes to design because you're probably going to get it right first time, which may take a little bit longer because you're going to get some unexpected things on that expedition through the project. How have you built toolkits and methods to go and actually give them the confidence? Um. I wouldn't say so much toolkits. I would look at it from the aspects of this. Um, everybody in that boardroom is entirely different. They are a little bit like us. We're entirely different from each other, um, but they're also specialists in their own specific way. And they, they come together because each part of that board can provide a greater knowledge for that whole company to exist. And so when we go into, or as I should say, institutions, because it's not just corporations, it's also institutions, and large institutions that, at that. And when we go into these particular um, meetings uh, at first, we 
um, with the client, we specifically state that we need to talk to the key stakeholders. Now, again, a lot of um, design corporations will state that, but they think that the key stakeholders are maybe an SVP on the job, or maybe uh, maybe you'll have a, a chief executive to a certain degree, maybe one or two. But they don't look at it from the point of view of the board and looking at it from them in the same room at the same time. So you get to understand the nuances. Who, who's the loudest? Who's the quietest? Who's not there that day? Who needs, who needs to actually have a say? Um, you look at it from the point of view of whether or not they fundamentally, as you put it, understand what it means, what the values of design mean to that company. Now, they may have had the, the 101 conversation about that. And so when you come into these particular meetings, they're going to say, okay, you've got 30 minutes because it's a board meeting or maybe 10 or maybe five. So you need to know how much time you have. Um, let's call this, this, this meeting to attention. Um, we have here um, Eddie O'Para from Pentagram. He's going to, um, you know, talk about uh, our specific needs. Now, one clear aspect um, that you need to know is know everybody in the room by their first name. So you've already shaken their hand, you've drawn your table, but you haven't looked at it. You've written down their names, but you don't, you don't look down at their names. And then you suddenly start you look you record their names and then you say look pete here's how we're going to deal with it in this particular case in point because he's he's explained who he is what he's what he does for this particular uh, company and you're talking to him you're not talking to anybody else because you want to have his vote it's all about votes it's all about these aspects of like i like this guy he gets my vote now the fact of the matter is if there is a, a strong man in the room, you just talk to him. You don't talk to anybody else. And you know that because he's going to be talking the most. You know that for a fact. Or he's going to be talking the least. And you say, we haven't really heard from you at this particular point of view. But knowing that you've probably done your research beforehand via LinkedIn or online about these particular types of personalities, you will know how to poke him or her in, in a very good way and manner. So that's one aspect. The other aspect is like, is, is basically relaying immediately how Pentagram has an affinity to this company and why, right? And we say it to the company, but it's not to the company, it's really to the room and how the room is set up and how we can talk to these particular personalities. We know that you're not gonna be potentially here uh, dead, you know, on the day-to-day -day aspects, but it would be efficient, it would be efficient way that we can actually um, talk to you on a quarterly basis. Give us, you know, give us, uh, we'll give you our reports in regards to what's going on. You can come to Pentagram if you like, if you're local, and that has happened. We can sit down, we can have a conversation. Sometimes you also want an argument to occur. Now, 
arguments are very, very interesting because you know that you've got certain people on your side of the fence already and others who are not quite sure. And then you can say there definitely is some skeptical aspects in regards to what we're trying to say here today. But if you give us more time, maybe another meeting with just yourselves, then we can actually um, get things through. And that normally happens and it normally works. There, there are so many different boards out there that one needs to know. But these are some of the nuances that, well, that, uh, that are incredibly important. And then um, there's one thing that you need to know um, that's really important. You don't email all of them back. You don't do that. Find the one person that at the end has either talked to you the most and said, thank you so much for actually coming. This has been great. You know what? Um, you know, we should have a, a little bit more of a chat. Or the person that comes over and criticizes you and then say, look, let's have, a, let's have another chat over email. Let's make a, a meeting about this. That's the way it should be. Or the person that didn't come to you, that didn't really say anything, find their email, and then let's have a chat. Because those are the items that really allow it to actually happen. So listeners, there's a very interesting thing that's happened as Eddie was so eloquently going through and explaining to you what was really a masterclass in how the pentagram methodology works with boards. You know, if it was, if I asked him how he did a sketch and how he got the line work right, he'd probably say there's no model for it. That's baloney, we know that. And similarly, the way that Pentagram are working with boards. But what did happen, a knock came on the door. It was a client. It was one of those board member client people. And we've paused the interview so that he can actually go service his client. I think that that's an indicator of the type of direct connection that the senior principals have here with the senior principals in other organisations. So um, we're going to pause for a moment and then we'll get Eddie back in the room and then uh, let's keep going. So, Eddie, welcome back to the room. Thank you. Thank now, you. Uh, I have I have let the listeners know while you're out of the room that uh, the reason why you went, which was urgent client and, and you're back here. But for the last five minutes, I don't know how many minutes it was, I was mesmerised, I was listening to a virtuoso describe how they just gracefully walk around all of these complex issues, but there's no there's no guidebook. It just is, this is the master who's actually just understanding to do it. And that to me is so important that that gets shared because it's great that there's management consultancies who have very structured game plans. And it's great that there's people who come in with the field and touch mastery that you do. They're, they're different propositions. And we've got to make sure that there's people who have hope that if they're not the cat, it's okay to be a dog or vice versa. And so you, you've you know, shown that up so, so magnificently. But I'm sure you weren't finished when, uh, when uh, the knock came on the door. No, I was, I was not finished. Um, I... Um you're absolutely right. Um, the there is no rule book at, at all in regards to this. Um, I, over the course of time, and of course of my my time here at Pentagram, have also gone with the likes of 
Paula Shares and Michael Beirut and Albert Millers to meetings, whether they be with clients or or here in the office. And I've I've looked at their nuances and um, um, the way that they state certain things. And we've had conversations about how they approach um, things and where they learn something. And so Paula's learned something off Michael and Michael's learned something off Paula and, and so on and so forth. And I believe maybe they've learned something off myself because they're that, that open. Um, there's a client of mine who is not uh, in uh, America, they're in Asia. And um, they came over, we finished their project and they came over um, for some meetings, um, uh, hopefully to do more work. And, uh, and also asked me to go over to Asia for their launch, which was absolutely fantastic and, and a success. But they, they stated something that really resonated with me. They said, the reason why we love, and they said, love Pentagram is because of your persistent, persistent nature. You'll never give up on us. And um, that's a very important factor. And when, they, when you say, when, when you hear that, there's no um, trademarked methodology that you've gone through and it has, and thus you've got to the point of the end and it actually hasn't worked for that client. And you're like, well, you know, we're just in it for the money. Um, we don't do that. We re-prescribe um, from our observations of what we've seen. And we never try to give up on, on, on these types of projects. This was a very difficult task um, uh, and a difficult ask from this particular client, but we held true in regards to how uh, to navigate um, certain limitations. And there were some large, um, large ones, but we got through and they liked, they loved it. And then they said this, because you were craftsmen, craftspersons. And I've heard that once before, actually. Um, and that actually came from Samsung when we were doing Samsung's work. And uh, we were delighted, you know, to hear that from a, 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 a VP uh, from that, uh, that company. And uh, that allows you to start to consider what craftsmanship is actually all about. Mm -hmm. uh, <clears throat> that there's a sense of um, something that you can't really demystif um, demystify. Um, a, a tailored approach that is always bespoke um, for that particular um, person or personality. That is um, quality through and through. And when you say quality, not only for the facts of design, but the facts of how one will, um, lays out the approach to that uh, client. And we like that. We, it allows us to... Um, you know, feed off it. Um, and also it allows us to keep that creative, our creative juices, our artistic juices, uh, our master <laughs> juices rolling uh, really well. Uh, if everything's systematized from the top down, it, everything becomes stale. You know, you can, you can talk about how the end result can be you know, oh so fluid or dynamic. But was the overarching experience with that particular client something that is uh, personable, that is uh, intimate? And we've used that term before. We like to get intimate with 
the, the client if and where possible. And this is not just like, oh, let's go out for a drink and let's go out for dinner. That's not that's not the case. No, that's an accidentally deliberate. Yeah, that's uh, a personal. business thing. That's a madman approach. You know, that's a, not fiction. It does happen. But the fact of the matter is it, that it may touch one person, but it doesn't touch everybody. And so how do we how do we um, carry that over? And so every single and one, one of the touching things is that every single partner has a different way of being a craftsman. One of the things I really like about the craftsman, you know, frame, if you were in an industrialised guitar factory, if a piece of wood wasn't the grade that you'd hope for, you'd throw out the piece of wood. But in the craftsman's workshop... He puts that piece of wood aside and he says, eventually the other part that will have the matching floor will come in and then I'll be able to go use it. And industrialised creativity is needed in the marketplace. Um, But there's also a need for that deep masterful craft, craftsmanship that's there. And so it's it's great that, you know, there's a, a proposition which is an alternative and people can get to choose, do they want option A or option B? So I think, you know, you've been able to summarise it really easily for us of, uh, of the type of mastery that, uh, that's been practised here in the new era. In the new era. I'm not saying that we're going to be as good as the old one, but we're going to give it a go. Well, the market doesn't need what the previous era was. I'll, I won't use the word old. Um, the market doesn't need need that because we've got different contemporary problems and they and the those solutions that were provided back in those days were the right solutions for then i think what we're seeing from this new wave out of pentagram is that you're coming up with the right solutions for the contemporary problems of today yeah definitely so um and you know, we have a lot of problems to deal with. <laughs> we <don't let's> say, <laughs> there's a song, isn't it? I've got 99 problems and design I one. one. <laughs> but the, the fact of the matter is, and I, I often, I always use this now, um, that as designers, we never really solved problems. What we do is we, we deal with situations. Ah, so there's, that brings me into a, a magician designer that I know in London, a guy named Adrian Westaway. I'll send you through some of his work and I'll also put it in there for the uh, for the audience. Every time I see another project from Adrian, I go, you've tricked me but in such a beautiful and delightful way. And and so there's that ma- that masterful craft essence that he's able to, he, in, in his case, he, he acknowledges, I'm a magician, I'm doing sleight of hand here for you. But the outcomes are sublime. It's not so obvious with everyone else, but it's great to go see the work that you guys are doing. Eddie, it's been fantastic to go get you know half an hour of your time well, thank and, you and very have much. a conversation. Like, really. um, it is humbling, and I'm sure the audience will appreciate oh, to go um, hear what you do. Thank you so much. Thank you for coming here, and uh, these are really great questions. I'm sure it's the first of many conversations we'll have. Thank you very much. Thank you. Take care.